All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. So that was a bit more of Mark Slaughter noodling away. It's nice to see a Shark Fin V guitar being played um, in the expo. I just had to share that once again. Welcome to episode 247 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the message board. Today we're joined by Bag Boy Alex, St. Louis Kiss Lonnie, and the voice of reason, 69 Blizzard Ken. Gentlemen, Hello. good to see you. Thank you for joining me. Let's get through this uh, plethora of news today. Uh, where do we want to start? Let's start with uh, additional shows added to the end of the road. What's it going to be? That's going to be the third leg by then. Um, right now, it's supposed to be September the 17th at the Hollywood Bowl. Damn you, because I'm going to Oakland the night before, and I'm not traveling down to L.A. for that. And also the 20th at Staples which I'm not going to travel down for either, but there you go. That's a big venue to try and fill as well, so mm. we shall see how that goes. Interestingly, only one of those are official at this point, even though um, KISS graphics were circulating all over the place. The 17th is neither on KISS's tour schedule. It was, I think it was there the other day and has gone, 
and it's certainly not on the Hollywood Bowl site, so that one may mm -hmm. still not be completely signed, sealed, and ready to go, especially if they're doing one three days earlier at Staples. Maybe something's going on. Maybe it will happen. It's still a legendary venue that would be nice to see the band at. It's nice to see recorded, but we'll wait and see what happens on that. Still no announcement for Japan in December. Um, mm -hmm. but I've heard from a few people that those dates that I rattled off previously are actually accurate. I don't believe that until I actually see it from KISS, so I wouldn't go booking any flights anywhere until they announce it officially. It'll more likely it'll come from Udo artists first, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, let's see, what else? There's a whole bunch of stuff happening this week. Uh, vinyl. Oh, my gosh. Uh, every German. You, you sneeze, and another yeah. <laughs> limited edition seems to get announced. First, there's the German pressing of Double Platinum, which looks mm. like it's generally a 1985 design, and that's going to apparently, and we're going to say purportedly, allegedly, apparently, maybe, in silver vinyl. Um, which sucks. We don't know. But we don't know. And Red we'll would, find out when we maybe get the, it. Maybe there's still time to say Red would be better with the silver labels because it's nice offset and you know, all that. Okay. Yeah, My opinion. You know. Of course, I'm always wrong. Um, also, best of the solo albums mm. on Splatter vinyl. If you're wondering yeah, that's what, interesting. If you're wondering what Splatter vinyl is, that's when everything kind of radiates out from the center. <laughs> <laughs> and it will probably look nothing like that but there you go um still very cool <laughs> and then today i think metal hammer announced a exclusive german only seven inch single set uh if you look back uh, in tom's oh, yeah. kiss my wax book or on the kiss monster discography in 1978 the only releases of singles of solo albums material in england was colored vinyl for the four singles, plus black versions of mm -hmm. regular ones and poster bags. And uh, they're going to put out a single which um, has nothing to lose on one side and Hell or Hallelujah on the last. So first and pretty much first and last single sides um, in yeah. colored vinyl with the images of the, of the original band members on um, the center rings, which, I mean, how do you put Hell or Hallelujah with Ace's face on it? It was just... Presumably, it won't be on the side where the picture is, but we'll have to wait and see. So, you know, that looks pretty cool. It's like 35 euros for the four single set, which seems very cheap. Um, but I've, I've ordered or put in a reservation for an invoice, as the case may be. So, I mean, yeah, it looks like lots coming down the pipeline. Anyone ordered any of that stuff other than me? I am torn like an old sweater on, on uh, double platinum and the... <laughs> And the best of the solo albums. Part of me is like, oh, we'll just wait. Maybe they'll announce that it's, you know, maybe there'll be U.S. releases for them eventually. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not either. Especially the best of the solo albums because it was never an official U.S. release. So I'm probably going to end up pulling the trigger. I was trying to maybe get together with some other buddies to see if we can share some shipping costs and that because the shipping is ridiculous. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's... 2019 for you, I guess. So yeah, now, now you I'll now you know how the up. Europeans feel when they buy stuff from America. Yeah, I know. So they, I guess it's my turn. To, yep, it's my turn to eat the turd sandwich and and have to pay all the shipping. So um, I I'll did, probably end up doing it. Yeah, I did order the uh, double platinum from Amazon, Germany. See, it's off Amazon now. 
Uh, last time I looked, it was. Yeah, yeah I, I think they said it sold out already or whatever. Uh, it's not available anymore. Um, and then I ordered the other one, uh, Best of the Solos, from that uh, You Discover? You Discover. Yeah, you Discover. Um, so <laughs> one's coming from one, the other one's going to the other one. I'm not doing the Metal Hammer thing. Um nor I don't think I'm going to do that Peter Chris thing that you did did not mention. What Peter Chris thing? Oh yeah, Peter yeah. Chris. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's a pre-order thing there to get a what color vinyl is it? Purple. The Peter Chris one. Green? Purple. purple? purple. Of course, of course, it's purple. Yeah. I mean, you think of Peter Chris and you think purple. We you think of yeah Paul Stanley's favorite color. So anyway, I don't. Yeah, so there's only so much I can spend. I mean, it's like I'm already spending too much. So I just went for the regular, you know, uh, 12-inch vinyls. Alex? I haven't. Um, I have, I picked up a Best of the Solo album sealed like 10 years ago from a used record shop. I since opened it. And um, Double Plan, I'm, I'm leaning towards, but... I, if I'd like to get one, I'd like to have it with the American logo. So I'm hoping there might be a U.S. release. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping they might do some other ones too, like maybe Killers with like a pink, pink and yes. blue splattered pink. vinyl. Pink. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be cool. Curious on you guys' thoughts because I think you, Julian, and Ken, you both had bought the Kisteria box set. Mm-hmm. So seeing double platinum, does that at all? kind of irk you or are you like yeah well they only did you know the black final for kiss area so it's a different color so it's not going to affect me at all yeah I, oh. I, I don't care as long as it's not the same as what was released in the Kisteria box set and anyway kiss always lies so i don't really have a dog in any fight for it you know i would <laughs> all they, i would care if it was greatest kiss all they have to do is either remaster it or or you know do something different to it and they can call it a different you know, version repressing of this and and then get away with the, yeah, you did get the 1000, one of the 1000 in the Casteria box. So, yeah. Yep. So let's wrap up with one last piece of vinyl and this is going to, you know, tie into today's main topic. Uh, but just because it's also a separate piece of news, I'll, uh, I'll show you right now. So Monday, I think it is, or pardon me, Saturday, the 18th at 5 PM Eastern, Orders right. of the Rockologist edition of Bruce Kulik's BK3 Red Vinyl issue. This is the indie edition, which I picked up from Tom there. And uh, I got to say to Michael Edwards, fantastic job on the artwork. Everything that's been done on this album is top notch and exquisite. It's red vinyl pressing up. The thing we complain about a lot is uh, the lack of a printed inner dust sleeve. This has it, and it's very nice. It's got an insert booklet that I haven't had a chance to read yet. Um, some collector fact cards in it. Um, oh, yeah, a pick. And, of course, the Obi. And it's signed. So uh, this, nice. one, yeah. this one from uh, the Indie, I think they only did 60 copies of it. So um, I could not resist, and I had to open it because I, I got a... A Bruce pick the night uh, he played, and I thought I'd put it in. Oh, here. nice! Um, and I couldn't find it when I got back, and unfortunately, I had not put it in there, so I opened it. So uh, we shall see. How, how, it's how many great are they pressing of that? Yeah, it's a great album. How many are they pressing of that? It was a small number, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. I think it was two forty or two fifty of the. Uh, <coughs> I think it's two forty. Yeah, and uh, it's got okay. a slightly different um, hype thing down in the corner versus the 
indie okay. edition. So uh, it, it's very, very good. Um, again, attention to detail and quality <laughs> for your money. And I thought 60 bucks for signed copies, pretty good value mm. as well. Plus, who said it was a great album? Because I agree. I did. I did. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I agree. It's the best album by far. Yeah. By far. I mean, people, far. people were asking online, well, why didn't you do Transformers? Why didn't you do this? And um, Tom was like, I do what the artist would like. Yes. And it's also <laughs> a great album. Right. I hope at some point he does, he goes back to Tom and Tom can do a, you know, a pressing of Transformer and Blue Vine. And audio dog. Or, or, or audio, or audio or new dog. material. Do it of new material. Yeah. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, the last bit of news, well, two bits. Uh, one I forgot to mention about the tour is uh, Billboard has uh, done a nice article this week on the end of the road tour. For anyone who's uh, counting dots or following what's going on, 58 million, the first leg grossed. Um, 518,000 is the total number of fans, paying fans, performed to. I'd say that's a massive success considering, you know, back in 1996, 97, it was uh, 43 million and they had to play a heck of a lot. So even taking into account inflation, even taking into account how the concert industry has become an absolute pig, sucking money out of every orifice possible and the ticket prices are nowhere near what they were even adjusted for inflation. Oh, no. no, not even adjusted for inflation. It's not even close. It, it's, I don't think you can compare the two tours. You can just simply say that the tour did very well for 2019. And I'm, I'm sure the band, and if they've had an upfront payment, uh, the promoter will be happy. So, you know, good news. It's positive. Hell, you know, kiss on Billboard. It's, again, get the, the name of the band that you profess to love out there and whether or not you care about it. Well, still be happy that uh, they're relevant enough to be reported on. Last bit of news. This should be Ken should have to talk about this because I know nothing. Uh, Classic Ross. Uh, yeah. Classic Rock. Yeah, go ahead. Magazine. Thank you. Has a special edition uh, of a, a Kiss only uh, magazine. You know, it's dedicated to Kiss. It's not. Uh, it's not like the uh, that recent one they did with Kiss Destroyer on the cover where they just have the Kiss one Kiss article in there. Um, and uh, then other bands and other stuff, but this one's all Kiss. It's it's a it's a Kiss special, I guess you could call it, like uh, the old Kiss specials where they 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 go back to I think a lot of their older interviews and and go over the albums, discography, and and so on. I don't know everything that's in it, but it sounded good to me, so I, I went ahead and pre-ordered that one. Looks right. good. Very right, cool. I probably will and find somewhere cheaper to order from. Speaking of Destroyer, yeah. really cool Julian to send Mark the uh, oh, the, yeah. the Destroyer album. That was right. <laughs> and I, I expect it to be behind Mark for every episode he does from here on out. It needs to be visual in every episode he does from here on out. But he, what he should have done is not presented to Mark. It should have been presented to Bob Ezrin. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> just to irk, just to irk him. Nope. No chance. No, it no had, we're not doing it, that. We're not no, doing that. It, it had to be presented to Mark, it and you know whatever whatever he does with it. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And yeah, you know cool. it'll, it'll always you know what, whether this show continues for hundreds of episodes more or whether it ends after this episode, we'll always have that kind of common bond of those of us who've been on a show with yeah. Mark and have had the pleasure of talking about his favorite album. So it's something that we all share in and. You 
you know, it, it's just Same. it's cemented in gold uh, is the way I look at it. And just speaking of Mark, I just got a post. I got something in the mail today. One of his early CDs. Yeah, so that cool. is that is nasty black. It is Kiss related because it's called Larger Than Life, and uh, this was originally recorded by Mark nice. in 1993 and reissued wow. in uh, 2006. All right, so he let's ten years old. Let's get into today's episode, which is a recap on, uh, you know, the Indie Expo, which I attended this past weekend, nice. and I, I think I, I don't know how to really uh, go through this, you know, um, to structure this because we start off with Friday. And it's a basically a concert. Get together, hang out, and then the Talisman, which is of course Phil, Ryan, Jeremy, uh, is it Christopher Williams. Yeah, Christopher Williams um, got up on stage and jammed some Kiss shit, which was you know really fun. But was uh, that just for the platinum holders, or was that for everyone? Yeah, that was just for the special people. And what I thought. Um, just to get the number out there right now, I went to the end of the line the following day to find out what the last number of platinum people were, and it looked like there were 147 of us. So they basically played mm. a show to 150 people in a ballroom, in a hotel. They, as always, knocked it out of the park. I can't remember what they played. I was trying to find a set list for that one, because when there's so many musical performances over the weekend, it all kind of like becomes a blur, especially when I'm working. So... Um, they did uh they did Jane's infamous song from Animalize from Bitch Burn. Burn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was a highlight. That was great. And apparently they so were that under was the impression his that... live feed. Oh, it was. Whose? Yours. Live... Did I? Did I go live for that? I think so. I probably went live well, a couple of times. I haven't been back onto Facebook and actually <laughs> checked what I went live with because again, it was a blur. We got in there and as as vendors, um started setting up because people were there and I actually did a lot of business again Friday night as I think Lonnie you might remember from uh what was it Atlanta uh, yeah that first night we like no was help, Becky and I were helping you out it was they were flying off the shelves you had that again yeah you know nice awesome. nice well yeah it just means that you don't then do the business the following day which became a little bit of an issue because this expo was very lightly attended not surprising with all the things we've just described or I've just done a monologue about being for sale. Kiss fans wallets. I mean, someone reaches into their back pocket now and pulls out a wallet. And it's just screaming or their significant other is screaming because screaming. what we've spent on concerts, what, you're talking about. what we spent on concert <laughs> tickets, you know, has really, mm. you know, seems to have added up. And again, um, for indie, what appeared to be a big problem was it didn't have marquee names versus last year. Last right. year you had, you know, Ace Frehley, which no offense to Tommy, you also had Frehley's Comet, Anton Fig. So mm. this year the guest list was much lighter, and you know I, th I think we're done with night one. So let me just pull up the schedule for night for day two. So the schedule was basically 9 a.m. the platinum ticket holders lined up for you know to get their registrations all that that went really quick again keith and steve and the team do a great job of organizing these expos um and then we got in line for our tommy photos and you know that that was cool i was again selling from that time and the photos as i posted one t turned out absolutely fantastic but vip holders got into the expo at 12 o'clock and then um, 
did their photos. So they like came in. They had a little while to do the registration and all that, and then they went off in line. So you had the platinum people kind of hanging around, and everyone else was outside. So, hmm. so I think probably just uh, hit me question wise, and we're going to do a giveaway during this episode, and it was the exclusive comic for the event, which I had the artist sign where I was right next to him. Uh, really nice guy, Stuart. Um, so find out during the show what to do to win a copy of that, which I think retails for 14 bucks on Kiss Army Warehouse. Um, but that one, again, is signed. Alex, shoot. I've got a question because I've seen the pictures, but I, I want, like, the background story with uh, the Mark Slaughter lesson. Okay. Um, I think that was on Saturday. And, again... It, it, it could be Mark was setting up his guitar with uh, the tech and that where our tables have been placed. I was next to uh, the kiss my wax guys, Andrew and Hemden, Jason. Um, we were right beside the stage. So we were like almost hidden from everyone. And, but we got a lot of action with, you know, the artists. Um, so Mark's over there, the guitar setups all over there and the shark fin comes out. So he's setting it up, he's setting up his gear, and then he's just like coming up. You know, he's playing and noodling away. Go up on stage, I'm standing next to him, and he's playing the intro to Mean Streets. Harmonics, tap-ons, hammer-offs, the whole Eddie Van Halen guitar hero mm -hmm. thing. And I'm like, I knew he could play guitar. I did not know he could play guitar. Um, right, right just blew my mind. So he's just walking as three, you know, beckons everyone up. I think Jason stayed down and, and filmed for us. Um, just walking through his rig, dialing in. This is what it does. This is what it does. Holy shit. This guy knows what he's doing. And, you know, then he plays some of eruption. And it, when he squats down and th that, those photos and all that is him playing that time of year, the intro. So, Vinnie Vincent fan here. I was like, I just like sitting there looking like a <laughs> stupid old man. I mean, it, it really was very, very neat to be standing next to Mark, who's just like super awesome, really nice, mm -hmm. um, while he plays that guitar. And I, I'm, I'm firmly, you know, a believer that that's probably the only time we're going to see that guitar in action properly, um, which is probably <laughs> yeah. the saddest thing, which is, you know, I, I then knew that he was going to be jamming with the band. Um, and that was, I decided it was the only video I was going to capture. I wasn't going to record anything else. Just get that and get that out online as quickly as I could. That's super cool. I, I really enjoyed the video and I, I know me, uh, Ken felt otherwise, but I was like, Oh man, like wouldn't it be cool if like Mark could, uh, just play a couple of any Vincent Invasion songs with the, the Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons band. Um, just because that's probably going to be, like you said, the only time we're seeing that guitar being played and stuff. And I was just like, oh, man, what an opportunity. But the picture was super cool. And just seeing those photos, just uh, as an outsider, he got the vibe like, man, Mark Slott is a very approachable, nice person to be around. I I didn't agree I didn't disagree with you Alex what what, what I was meant is uh Mark Slaughter wasn't enough draw um that's that's why I was talking about the draw of 
of the uh, expo versus like Jillian was saying earlier, where they didn't have a, a, a Ace Frehley or, you know, yeah. Peter Chris, whatever, a, 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 like an original Kiss member. Um, that's all I was talking about. When I, I agree. Responded. I agree with you on that. Um, you know, last year Ace was there. I just, I had just met Ace a couple months before that. So I, I, I didn't go to Indy because if I hadn't met Ace a couple months before that, I probably would have been more inclined to go. But I, the Indy Expo is something I used to go to every year for like 10 years straight. It's like four hour drive from my house. So it's very doable, you know, a fun weekend getaway. But I haven't gone the last few years because of it's, I don't know, the, the, the draw isn't there for me as, as what it once was. Because how many times do I need to meet Eric Singer or Bruce Kulick or Tommy Thayer? Nothing wrong with those guys. They're great guys and they're very important to the history of the band. But how many times do I need to meet them? And Well, I'm kind of running out of things to have those three guys sign because they've been the guests at the Expo so many times straight. So the one year, one year they had Paul Stanley. They had Paul, Paul freaking Stanley there in 2014, right after his book came out. And it was huge. I mean, it was, the turnout was absolutely astounding. It was Paul Stanley. He didn't sign anything for you. He had pre-signed copies of his book. He'd hand you a pre-signed copy of his book. You got your picture taken with him, and off you went. And he did do a Q&A. Still, that was awesome, though. And the year before that, Gene was there. It, it was the same type of deal. But now it's just, I, I, and I think the kind of, the, I think after having them, having those core members there, I think having the letdown of like, well, well it's not Gene or Paul. You did have Ace last year. That's great. But I mean, here, let's be honest. They're not going to have Peter Crispy, I guess, at the ND Expo. Or Vinny. Or Vinny. <laughs> and that's a shame. And that's a shame. Yeah. Because I'd be, jacked about peter chris being there i've only met peter once i'd be fired up and be like let's go let's meet it'll be awesome but it's not it it won't happen um and right now i don't i don't think ace Frehley would happen again right now either at at least at this junction i don't think ace Frehley would happen again so that's what you get is you get tommy and bruce and and you know some other guys too um, some, other, thought, some other guys. Some other guys, you know. Not, not, not the, By the way, uh, for anyone who takes offense at some other guys, his name's Lonnie. So I do want to just like justify my, my reason for going somewhat. Um, I hedged my bets. I thought Return of the Comet would be a lock-in for this expo after last year. Um, and I really thought it would probably be my best chance being on the West Coast to see them. Uh, so I was a bit bummed that they... You know, we're never announced and maybe something will happen with them. Who knows? Um, but that was my hope. Tommy was also another reason for me. He was the only member of the band that I don't have a photo of out of makeup. So, again, I was hoping that he wasn't going to be, you know, wearing makeup. And thankfully, he wasn't. Um, so my mission was accomplished in that I got my the last member photo. And, and that was it. And come on. It is kind of cool. It's just a you know a bonus to have Bruce and Tommy in the same photo, and oh, yeah. uh, you know the Q and A they did was you know nice and chill. Um, I think both of them should have had individual Q and As, but uh, you know. Do they? Uh, there we go. Did, sorry, do they pre-screen the questions that that you know? I just I'm, I'm going to probably get a lot of hate mail myself for this one. 
but I just, man, I, I like look forward to what the Q and A is going to be. I'm like, oh man, like maybe this is going to be some cool stuff coming out. And and no offense to the people, because because I get it. I was at an expo in 2008 when I got to meet Bruce, and I totally got to ask him a question. And, and so you know, I get you want to ask like the cool question or, or whatnot, but I'm like, you know, I felt like a lot was like, I'm I'm teaching a guitar clinic. What advice do you have for learning guitar and stuff? And and I'm like, no, like somebody asked Tommy, like, hey Tommy, the Kiss Cruise was last year, and you guys normally do rare songs. What gives? Why was there not a rare song on the Kiss Cruise last year? Now Detroit, uh, I'm sorry, Podcast Rock City was live streaming that, I believe. So you're able yeah. to watch the whole Q and A, and they also emceed. I thought they did a great job with the stuff. Oh, they that, did great. With, um, with that, they asked, and, and once it was, uh, no, it was uh, Sunny and Sunny. Uh, Joe. But uh, you know, once it was turned over to the audience, I thought the audience had great questions as well for them. There were some young people asking some smart questions. It wasn't the usual, usual from my perspective. I was like, okay, they're giving the guys some different kind of stuff. They did a good job of balancing Tommy getting to speak and Bruce getting to speak. Bruce. It just kind of takes command because he does so many of these things that it's almost a natural thing, um, or it seemed that it's a natural thing for him to just kind of go with the answers. But, you know, some of the stuff that they asked, I, you know, it, I didn't feel pre-screened to me. And I think that was the Q&A that where Phil Elliott took over for like 10 questions and they had to grab the mic out of his hands. Um, <laughs> no, you know, no, it, it, and, it, it and seemed more... really, it seemed really good and totally not pre-screened. Yeah. And, and I agree. There was definitely some some uh, there were some definitely some great questions that came about. Um, and, and I love Bruce's, you know, chiming in about, you know, God gave rock and roll to you being back, you know, getting put into the set or why two of the falling would drop. And so there were definitely some great moments. I just I don't know. I, I guess me, I'm like, let me get 30 minutes to ask him the questions. <laughs> I love it. But. Yeah. And I tried to seed one question and I, you know, I didn't have time to tell the guys exactly what I was thinking. But um they did mention Blackjack's 40th anniversary. What I was mm. getting at with that is it's actually Blackjack's first live performance took place in July 1979 at Calderon um, on Long Island. So that was what I, I wanted to get to with Bruce and ask him about you know, <coughs> the rehearsing for that and how they approached you know, coming together as basically what was a collection of studio musicians. I'm, I'm frozen. Well. well don't worry, everyone knows I'm ugly, as long as you can hear me. No, you're fine. I, um, to add on to uh, Daniel's point, I listened to that interview. Daniel? I don't recall. Who's, who's Daniel? I mean, not Daniel, I mean Alex. <laughs> Why do they do that? I've done that before. It's I been a while since I've been on. I know, I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, Alex, um, the, the point of uh, the questioning, and I don't recall anyone asking or Bruce, whether he asked to perform on any of any of the end of the road tour shows, did anyone ask that? I don't. No, no. The, the only thing I remember kind of hearing, he made mention about um, he um, as a, you know, he, he talked about like the Kiss Cruise coming up, the Kiss Cruise coming up, and and Tommy kind of, you know. Without saying anything, said like, yeah, we, we might do some some stuff again, because uh, they kind of briefly mentioned about when Bruce went up on stage for for Domino, and mm. and the other songs last year. But that was kind of about it. If anything was just like, yeah, we'll probably do something on the Kiss Cruise. That was. 
but kind of I, the only but they didn't specifically address yeah. why he had not guested no. on the tour yeah. to date. And, I, and I, I'm not sure if it serves any purpose because I think on, in most places, Bruce was on tour with Grand Funk doing his regular True. thing. And then, of course, he quipped that you were playing Hide Your Heart, but then you took it out of the set. So what am I going to play, you know, for my era? Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's like one of those things. Why why go there for a certain extent? OK, let's get into some of the other Q&A. Jean Beauvoir um, did a great Q&A. I can't remember a thing about it. Um, Hirsch Gardner did a, a great Q&A. Hirsch, I want to get on the show. And I, I told him such because it seems very entertaining. Um, his live performance, he played that, uh, what was it? Was it the Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. Um, was absolutely fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That was not a band uh, who I was looking forward to seeing or hearing. And I'd planned to be drinking in the bar while they were playing. Um, but I actually hung out for them and got into it. I mean, he was really funny, really entertaining. And then Talisman came on with a special guest, and that's the that's the set list. That's basically the whole night because obviously you had Mark um, doing that. So uh, real quick, did uh did Hirsch at all in, in his Q and A? Because Mark was there. Did he happen to mention at all that was a, on that new Warrior CD, Thrill the Chase, which has like a Mark Slaughter singing demo? No one. Hirsch no did. one asked. No one asked anything about those Warrior CDs. Or, or about Worcester, Massachusetts. I mean, that, that maybe it's been overdone, but because I listen to so few, I mean, those would be the ones that I would want to ask, you know, ask him about, you know, the transition from, uh, you know, Warrior and everything that was going on that into Alcatraz, um, you know, but, you know, that would be a whole episode, which is why we'll have him on this show, hopefully, <laughs> and go through some of those questions. But, you know, I wasn't paying attention, honestly. Um, no worries. It, it's very, it's very difficult off to the side, you know. And once the music goes, sorry about that. My it, boss is outside with a chainsaw. I'm like, what the hell's going on out there? <laughs> so I, I'm not totally sure where the where this uh, where the set list came from. Oh well, I know where it came from. It was uh, Kevin ripped it off the stage and then got it signed by everyone except one of the guests so they second night talisman do uh take me king of the nighttime world uh making love i think that was done with the i can't remember her name the young gal from vixen not the original guitarist from vixen but um she's very, she's very young um all american man or american woman i don't know strange ways i still love you she's a european dark light that was the other video, you know. All right, just I'll just shut up and here's some of Dark Light. Um, Parasite, which is John Karabi, 
if I remember correctly, Up All Night, which I was thrilled because I thought Mark was going to do Lick It Up, being a song that Invasion did. And they used to close out their set with that song. So when, hmm. when he had that V out, I thought that was uh, what was going to happen. And no, as he mentioned in the, the recording that I put up, that he went back to the 1990 arrangement of that song and had the boys learn it and they rocked the freaking house i've never seen mark slaughter live uh perform at all so again that was like a a special moment for me because i've got all the slaughter cds uh Mm. i've been jamming to the best of this past week good stuff yeah i I was what was it what did i have on in the car the other day oh yeah first one you know, so great song, and he's got, still got the same vocals that he did. Um, another high point of that jam session was uh, "All Night" with Jean Bouvoir. Absolute mm-hmm. freaking monster! That dude can entertain. If you get some video of that anywhere, um, share it on you know the link to it on the FAQ or Facebook, or because he was just. I came back in. I think I'd been out to do something. I come back in, and there's a guy who wrote one of the songs from Asylum, my album, doing it on stage with the Rock and Roll Residency. So uh, we just got to get you. We just got to get you one of the Mohawk wigs, Julian. <laughs> well, at least I don't have to do much with the hair to put it on. So. <laughs> and then they closed out with I. So. And mm-hmm. Burn a bitch, burn. Right. Was that the same night or was no, a different that, night? that was the first night and I, I, I just night. don't have the set list. I couldn't find no worries. What, what the hell was going on. So um Lonnie was saying something. How many more autographs do you need? I agree. I'm in that boat as well. I couldn't be bothered to get autographs. Um you know And I, I'm an autograph guy. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I, I'm... I, I didn't want to bring vinyl to get signed. I brought the photo of me and Tommy in Sacramento in the guitar experience for him to sign. I mean, because uh-huh. I, can't, I can't sell that now, which is great. I'll always have it. Um, and then I had a friend who uh, needed something signed by both Tommy and Bruce, and so I had them both do it. I had nothing else for Bruce. I didn't buy – Bruce was selling the mini guitars, which is really cool, as was Tommy. And to see those finally in person – I decided not to buy them as I have full scale real ones, but uh, very neat. They're also selling photographs for you to sign. But I, it's like, what do I do with it? I was selling Vinny autographs at my table, you know, from the shit that I got signed and Ace ones. I just don't need any more. I mean, Lonnie, what would it take for you to to care? For me to go back to Indy? Yeah, Peter Chris, <laughs> but it's not gonna happen. Peter or, or Paul Stanley or you know what? You know what? I was telling, I was talking about this the other day to a buddy. You know what? I get it. You know, you, if you bring out Paul Stanley, you know, you can't. You could say, all right, one, even if the, even if it was just one thing signed, nobody gets up there like like Atlanta with with Vinny with three hundred things for him to sign. Each person gets one thing, so the line keeps moving, and Paul doesn't have to sit here all day. Each person gets one thing. You know? Okay, well, me and my wife will go. Well, that's two things I can get signed. By Paul Stamp. So I'm, I'm, I'm missing Paul on a few things that I, that I need to complete. You know, that, that would spark my interest. Or Gene would spark my interest. Or Peter would spark my interest. But again, I think how many, how many, again, how many Tommy autographs do I need? Well, I'm, Tommy is great. Don't get me wrong. But Tommy didn't play. Tommy hasn't played on a whole lot of stuff. So I mean, I don't, there's not a whole lot of things that I need Tommy to sign. You know, he signed my history. He signed my, 
my my box set. You know, he signed Monster for me. He signed Sonic Boom for me. Well, I'm not going to – I like the Kiss Rocks Vegas LP, but I'm not going to travel four hours just so I can get him to sign that. You know what I mean? Well, just, what about your Black and Blue albums? Did you, well, yeah, I, I guess so. Pardon the hell out of me. You so, can get him to sign your Scooby-Doo with Don't Touch My Ass Guy. Right, right. What, what was I, I, I should have went. So, um, you know, but, but that would that would spark my interest is is is, you know, an original original member of the band type type of thing to be there for the expo. But I think at the same time, I think that's the reason maybe for a lackluster of attendance. But also what Julie mentioned as well is that, you know, what a lot of guys like us have spent a lot of money on Kiss going back to Halloween when the first leg of that tour was announced. I thought you were going to say going back to Halloween 1976. Well, that maybe, that, that's true as well for many. But, but going back to Halloween of 2018, a lot of guys have spent, and girls, have spent a lot of money on Kiss since then. And it's hard to make that justification where, you know, Kiss toured over the winter. And a lot of people traveled to go see Kiss. I know I did. Julian, you did. And it's hard to make that justification that, well, I'm going to travel and go to an expo now. Well, didn't you just travel to go see the band? Do you really need to go do this, too? And for some people, the answer is yes, and they go. More power to them. But for other people, the answer is, well, no, I probably don't because, well, they are coming back. Oh, because, by the way, they are coming back again over the summer, and I am seeing them again in a few months. So maybe I sit this one out. I wish so I think that was, Phil, I think I think the the combination of the two is is your reason why you said Julian that wasn't as well attended as you as it had been in the past. Yeah, I wish my parents. Uh, gosh, when was this? Twelve, thirteen years ago, they uh, they went out to Vegas to a, a Chicago convention. You know, for the, mm-hmm. the the band Chicago, the Windy City. Yeah, that's well, the Windy went, City to you and me, Ken. <laughs> but um. Thank you for when, that. And when it went, it was it was held at I think it was held at like the Stardust Hotel in Vegas. Um, and and anyway, they, you know they got to meet the whole band and and the band did a did a concert there. And it was just a basic you know Chicago show, but mm-hmm. you know it was in that small Stardust Theater, so you know I don't know a couple hundred people. You know I I think you know to really capture like you know, these expos and stuff. And nothing against you know again Bruce and Tommy, awesome people. So it's nothing against them. But, you know, to make a draw, especially with, like, kind of Kiss doing the end of the road, you know, I'm just thinking, like, man, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And, and I could see them doing an awesome thing. Or is it they got, like, the revenge lineup to do. Uh, Amy just said, well, not doing autographs, but you get a group photo with the revenge lineup and stuff. You know, you got you to gotta do something to draw the people. I mean, that's why I think a lot of people went last year to the Indie Expo because there was the Fraley's Comet. Uh, aspect of it you know like people were getting a picture with a band that hadn't been together since what 1988 so in 30 years or 20 30 years yeah but look at the other guests that were there i mean last year basically everyone was there this year let's see if i can remember going around the the hall i mean it was only down it was down to basically that one big ballroom as well so you had lita ford I, i have no idea why yeah, I can't think of any reason why. That doesn't. She was on Origins. Come on, Wild Thing. Come on, Juliet. <laughs> yeah, she was on Origins, and she also recorded "Rotten to the Core" back in the early '90s on Gene's 84th revision of the song. Um, yeah, and she was signed to Polygram 
which yeah, and Eric Singer. Needle four doesn't move the needle for me though. I, yeah, I, it was just absolutely pointless to me, and I didn't even go over and, and say hi. Mark Slaughter. Okay, so he's he's got a great reason to be at a, any Kiss thing because number one, he's really nice, and people can meet a rock star who's got class, dignity, uh, is accomplished, um, and has a Kiss connection. I would, you know, he should have done a Q and A. Karabi, same thing. Yeah, Karabi didn't do anything. I mean, I I don't think uh, other than the performance with with uh, Bruce, which we'll get to, you know, when we talk about day two, you know, he wasn't exactly set up and signing as far as I could tell. I could be wrong. Again, I, I was buttoned up in my, in my detention corner. So I, I didn't go out and about, uh, what's his name? Edward Furlong from Detroit Rock City. You know, that was, people seem to enjoy, which uh, then the interaction, I think the mountain did his uh, recap video of it, mountainous. Um, and had some great interaction with him, which is very nice to see. Um, who else? Well, you had Hollywood and Joe from Podcast Rock City, who mm-hmm. had uh, such a bad table position that they moved outside into the hall. You know, I probably should have done the same, <laughs> but I'm not sure it would have mattered, to be perfectly honest, with the light turnout in terms of uh, what I did business-wise. Um, but they were they were smart. They were out there. Hopefully, they recorded some cool stuff and with the fans. Um, but am, am I forgetting it? Bisto Blanco closed out the first night, and I went to the bar. And then I decided I, no, I decided didn't want to drink either, and went up to my room to process the video to get up on YouTube. You know, I, I, mean, also, I also screwed up and thought it was Game of Thrones night. But yeah, that's beside the point. Besides the marquee players uh, or people not being there, um, is it another issue just being either too many? too many of these expos happening too frequently. Um, and then also it's again on mother's day weekend, um, which I just, to me that I just don't get it. Um, and maybe it needs to be a, a one day or, you know, show if it's, if they're going to do something like that. I mean, that makes a difference too. That makes it hard know? for people to make it again. It's hard to justify. Yeah. Mother's well. Day is a terrible thing to miss. And for me to fly away from my wife, the mother of our child <laughs> on Mother's Day, um, I don't uh, like, I don't boy. like to do it. And, you know, I even forgot to call my own mother, which is oh. even, it's even worse. Uh, well, she's she is in England. So, you know, there's a time difference that messes things up. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Yeah. A good excuse. Um, plus, in England, it is Mothering Sunday it takes place earlier on in the year. So, uh, you know, she's okay. ah, yes. ah, yes. I'm, I'm sure she would say I'm your mother. I get to celebrate both. Are you saying that there's too many days for mothers? No, but you know, <laughs> it's a bad time of year, but it's the only time they can really do it. Um, mm. And especially with everything going on in, in Kiss World. So I, I do get it. But one of the things I heard the biggest complaint from uh, attendees was the cost. And, you know, these were very expensive oh. tickets for VIPs or Platinums. And for some said they nearly didn't come because of the price. Um mm. And I don't know. I, I'm not interested in the finances of an expo. That's the last thing I ever want to know about. Uh, but it was something that was on people's minds. It was on people who didn't attend's minds because I know people who didn't go because of the cost and because of the cost of hotels added to that and travel. Uh, it's not a cheap weekend. No. No. It, it, it's not, though I think what's packaged in with what you get for those tickets was a good value. And once you got there, um, the warehouse had a lot of really good. I mean, there were five dollar T-shirt clearances. 
and uh-huh. official merch. Come on. So th- there, there were very good deals to be had. Um, but again, you know, it, it's really difficult and feels unfair to compare it with last year. So let's get into Sunday. So Sunday, you know, followed the same sort of um, schedule. Things started at 9 a.m. I'm glad I didn't stay out drinking. Um, I'm too old for that. So I was back there early morning and, um, you know, nothing really happens until 2 um, for admission. Mm-hmm. VIP gets in at noon and it's all photos until from then on. And things were running late. And when regular admission took place, oh, sweetheart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I miss those days. What an absolutely gorgeous. Time for a burp. Yeah. <coughs> there might be a seagull down the back in a moment. Mine used to. Yeah, yeah. I used to yes. pat him and he would let out all oh, the yeah. So, yeah. oh. That, that. that is a content baby. That is adorable. Okay, so thank you for distracting me, Alex. I'd like to look at baby. Um, My bad. The, uh, the main thing on Sunday was the Q&A with Tommy, which got bumped back. It was a little late, and then they combined with Tommy. I think we've already t- – uh, or with Bruce, pardon me. Um, and then the rest of the day was uh, just – it was it was light. I, I don't think I did any business. Um, really? There were no new people coming in just for Sunday, or maybe they're not interested in, you know, me in the corner, which is fine. Which is possible as well. <laughs> no. Um, so then Hirsch performed again, um, and it was enjoyable again. And I think the high point, obviously, was uh, the Bruce and John acoustic session for this day. Um, they got up there and they ripped out the Union songs. And, That's cool. Um, Corey, which uh, again, I want to give a massive shout out to Corey for all his assistance this weekend and in advance. I sent all my shipping to him, brought it over to me at the hotel, and it wasn't as bad as last year. Last year I had like 14 boxes delivered to him. This year, just I think it was four or five. Um, and he brought all that <laughs> stuff over to me. He's hung out at my table the whole weekend so that I could do bio breaks and food breaks. He went out and got food for us. Um, Jason nice. and Andrew helped out as well, kept an eye on things. We all looked out for each other. So, you know, that was what was the massive success for the expo for me was hanging out with people, meeting new folks, yeah. seeing old friends. And, you know, the personal part of getting together as fans and just talking about music, talking about life, talking about everything is definitely where it's at. So we get into the the Bruce and John performance, and it's live streamed. You can go and check that set out. But, oh, my goodness, getting to hear those Union songs again um, live and you know, Krabby had said the day before when he got up to jam with the uh, the band that I think the last time he was in Indy, he went out to a club and ended up handcuffed to something. And that, I think, was the last time I went to Indy before last year. And I was invited out that night that they were going out. And because where they were going isn't my scene, I had, you know, kind of um, declined and gone back to my room to call my fiancé at the time. Look at you. So there, all these years later, 
if that is the same night he's referring to, then I now know what happened that night. So it was like finding <laughs> out the, the last page of a book and just being thankful that I didn't go out that night in 1999 or 2000 or whenever it was. So I thought that was fun. Yeah. Is it time for our good friend John Karami to come on stage? I purposely put John Karami after this to save the show in case that did not go so <laughs> Here comes John Karami, everybody! My autocorrect in my phone says John Karate. Karate. But then sometimes it spells Karate Q U E R B I. So I do want to say hello. Uh, I uh, want to thank Keith LaRue uh, for bringing everybody here again together. This is, I guess you could say, this is the birthplace of ESP. And. Uh, and the last time I was here, I had an egg. I went out with Eric Singer and Keith and a few others, and I woke up handcuffed to a pole in a strip bar. I had a headache, and somebody gave me two muscle relaxers and didn't tell me you're supposed to not drink when you take one. Whatever, it's a long story. Sorry. That's five minutes of your life. the rest of it. That's five minutes of your life you're never getting back. And boy, did my ass hurt. <laughs> yes, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Yeah! Wait, I'm a, I'm a little pissed you guys didn't give me a standing ovation when I came in. But that's okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. Listen, Tommy Thayer's not the only star in the building. Thank you. All right, let's do this. But their set was absolutely fantastic. Didn't last long enough. John got up and left, I think, after five songs. And uh, Lisa came on. And my initial response was, really? You're going to do that? And then she started to sing. And she was absolutely stunning. We know she can mm. sing. We've heard her on Facebook yes. streams and things that uh, Bruce has done. And when she did, uh, Nothing Can Keep Me From You, she owned that song and as we t we told her when she got off stage you actually made me like that song for five minutes <laughs> she was that good i you know and that song has never been a favorite of mine and to say i despise it would be putting it lightly i've called it some rather mean things but <laughs> because bruce played bass on it when it was uh, cut in the studio he told a little bit of a story about it and she nailed it. She did a great job on all the songs she sang. Um, I just would have loved a union reunion. And I, I think we're running out of opportunities for that with the electric guitars. I think that uh, that would be such a great job for an indie expo would be what? union reunion to see union, you know, <laughs> do a concert again. Um, I, I love it. October Running Wind is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And the fact that they did it was just like awesome. But they've got so many other great songs that they could easily pull off a great set. Yeah, but they never played to audiences when they were an active going band. I mean, they, they were playing to 75 or 100. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this would be the only way to get them a large audience. Uh, but even then, unless there was some marquee name. I think it's just one of those things that lives larger in our minds than the reality would be. I think even packing out a room 
you know, at Indy, they'd have to sell additional tickets to people who just wanted to come for that one performance, and they might get 10 people. I, I just don't see it being commercially viable, um, w which is a shame. So let, before I forget, let's do the, the giveaway details for this, uh, this comic. And it's simple. Email me at kissfaq at outlook.com by Wednesday the 22nd or whatever day next Wednesday is at noon with um, the song that I thought Mark was going to jam on with the Talisman when he performed with them and the, the Flying V. Um, and you'll be entered for a random drawing for this. And again, signed by the artist. That can be yours. Did I leave out any pertinent details? I usually forget something. Which is, yeah, you said the email address. Okay, and I said, and I said <laughs> when the drawing was, and I said what I'm giving you, and it's open to anyone anywhere. And it is, uh, let me just clarify, that is uh, dedicated to thanks from Kiss FAQ and then signed by the artist. So hmm. there you go. Um, other thoughts, folks? Because I'm not completely well, lost where I was. Well, I mean, I mean, what were before? I mean, what were your expectations? I mean, going to it even before, you know, I had expected a little bit more um, business, you know, more people looking for things. But then again, I hadn't brought vinyl this year. I knew it was going to be smaller. So obviously, with mm -hmm. only, you know, shipping four boxes out and, you know, Odysseys and Gaps and the Gene Simmons Vault Supplement, just, I think they were all gone the first night. And, and it yeah. had all gone, you know, just very soon after. I only brought four copies of each, you know, and only yeah. two oh, only, wow. only two hardcovers of each of those, you know, those kind of marquee books, just because they're so, you know, kind of old now that, uh, you know, I'm surprised I... <laughs> that there was the interest in them. Um, oh, and by the way, two people did not get change. I was away from the table and then hadn't left my, my pocket of fivers with Corey. Um, so those people who opted to just say, ah, keep it, um, that $10 would go up on JR's cancer uh, oh. GoFundMe. Just nice. so you know that I'm not going nice. to keep that in profit from my own mismanagement, but uh, we'll give that to <laughs> JR. And that's also a good reminder for everyone else that yeah. GoFundMe is still looking for, you know, if you can spare two bucks, spare two bucks for him. It all adds up in the end. And if a thousand people give $2 each, that's 2000 towards what he needs for his uh, yeah. cancer treatment. It's unfortunate. We have to ask for help, but there we go. Um, so my expectations. I don't know. I, I just thought it would be more happening and more kind of more energy there because we've just come off the first leg of the tour where it's been very exciting for the vast majority of people. There have been great reviews of enjoying the show. Um, I, I think I, I would have liked a little bit more celebration of what was going on in current Kiss Land. Mm -hmm. Um I would have liked more Q&As. I would like Tommy to have his own. I would like Bruce to have a Q&A, John to have a Q&A. But again, schedule-wise, it would have been very difficult. I would have liked more vendors. Uh, you know, What kind of vendors were there outside of Kiss Army Warehouse and you? Tom and the rockologist was there <laughs> with, with vinyl. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom and his lovely wife, you know, they had a, they looked like they were having a very busy weekend. Eric Carr mm -hmm. was represented there sure. and seemed to do good business. Uh, David Arquette, Kiss Museum, well, David was taking photos and Kiss Museum was there. And, uh, I know someone around me have bought a couple of his very high end items, which everyone will be jealous of the double platinum store Did display. You? I didn't buy them. Did you say David Arquette? 
Peter Arquette. David Arquette. <laughs> Which Arquette? That's the one. That's like the uh, yeah, I just one. want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. Sorry. Is he doing David. Um, saying copies of scream i've been on a bit on tmz (laughs) too much apparently um so who who else uh phil creatures of the south was there and Mm -hmm. and that was i think it. um one or two there was a one merch dealer who was only there on sunday and um again very very light i mean we could all all fit in that ballroom, even if I had to be in the corner. <laughs> and someone has to be in the corner. And Stuart was there with his art, and I mean, he had a ton of Kiss and other kind of comic style art, and he had a very big display. Um, yeah, so it, it was very light, but there was some good stuff. I mean, uh, apart from the uh, BK3, I did buy a promo cassette, Greatest Kiss Advance. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I don't need it. I actually have it already, but I couldn't remember <laughs> what I had. And it, it, there's one. We of all them. have that problem from time to time. Yes. Backup copy. No, it's good. Back, it's backup it's, cassette copy. Because you need that. It's trade. I, you know, that's why I'm gonna have to trade. <laughs> that's just. Uh. Um. So, before we wrap here, because you know there's not that much to discuss, I do have a lot of copies of this left, and this is the on tour. I'm waiting for them to arrive back. Um got great reviews there just weren't enough people there to actually buy it uh, so i'll be doing these by mail for Good those thing. who are interested and uh once that book arrives back anyone who's buying it from me by mail will get a insert which I, i'm waiting for to arrive as well so it's just one of the photos that's in the book uh, printed on a postcard um something to make it a little bit more interesting yeah. It's excellent, though. I uh, really do recommend people to get it. It's, it's a great read to kind of get started on the tour. And, you know, the tour books have all the great pictures. This has all the fun minutiae for the tour. So definitely worth that. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, and only, well, actually seven um, box scores have come out now since then. But uh, I think we had 43 a million of the, the gross accounted for. You know, again, good feedback. It's a nice addition to the library, a cheap addition. It's going to be the same pricing. I do have uh, copies of the large on tour as well that I will offer up uh, to, uh, in, at indie pricing just because I don't need to have nine copies at home. Um, any last thoughts or questions about it that I haven't covered? I think that, again, it's uh, one of those things. Hirsch, I, I will reach out to. He's been on podcasts before, but I think we can ask him some of our own unique questions and get his spin on things. Um, the warming up in the bathroom story is out on Facebook. If anyone is wondering what that was all about, go on Facebook because when uh, I think it was Jason tried to go into the restroom, he was stopped from doing so by a big burly security guard. He was wondering why <laughs> on earth Hirsch Gardner needed a security guard in the restroom. Uh, but actually Tommy was in there. So they actually uh-huh. then filmed a little bit of, uh, warming up i walked into the restroom at one point and there was a guy in peter chris makeup in a, a basically a paul stanley crazy lights thought um mm. he was, oh, no. he was See anything you like he oh. was he was legitimately getting changed into his costume but it was just one of those things when you go in and you're like yeah, so you right you can't unsee that you just can't you, <laughs> yeah. you just cannot unsee it so 
you know, it was cool. What, what I will do is thank every single person who came by the table and said hi during the weekend. It was uh, great to meet a whole bunch of people. Uh, it was great. Again, Mark is just so cool. That is one of those, you know, really good memories that I'll cherish of just, you know, being, you know, come up on yeah. stage while I show you my, my gear and talk about guitar. You have to remember, he was a guitar teacher as well. Mm. So uh, he, he's got that nature that is uh, really cool. And I, that was the only other thing I had signed. I, I have a photo of him last year at the expo when I had that guitar, I was taking around to get signed to raise money. Um, when I was at his table, I was made to take a photo because I wasn't going to you know, request one. So I'm sitting there holding the guitar and he's just being Mark. So I got that signed and it's now up on my wall, uh, my cool. ego wall right next to Tommy. So very, very happy. Again, awesome. it was, it was a good weekend. Yes. You know, we've, we've kind of talked about some of the downsides to it, but the upsides were it was a great weekend. Saw a lot of people got to hang with Jason and Corey and, uh, uh, that other guy. Oh yeah. Andrew, um, <laughs> that, that other guy. Um, I never, he's short. You overlook him sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> nev I never want to see or hear a greatest show on earth again. I think that was on loop on his laptop. We did try and sell his laptop, but, uh, you know, it is, it is a great show. And, uh, I hope he does some more projects like that because that was real fun. I hope Tom continues to do rockologist projects because again, that's all very positive. Um, sure. yeah. Oh, Ken Verdennis, the Pickmeister. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, getting to hang with him. We were watching the uh, the Bruce set together, and uh, you know that was one of those nice moments when you know I saw those picks on the floor. And it was like, oh, these are the ones that Bruce is using tonight. Really, really fine, but gr super grippy uh, picks, and able to give Ken a pick. You know, not quite stage played, but there you go. So, all yeah, right, he got. He got a cool picture with, I guess, Tommy and Bruce bugging him about the guitar picks, which is really cool. <laughs> it, yeah, and he, he's the guy. He's the knowledge base. So, um, you know, we'll have to get him back on the show, right, Alex, for part two yeah. of that episode. Part two. part two. Yeah. So, all right, let's leave that there. Contest. It's somewhere in the show. Uh, other stuff. Wait and see, and then we'll figure out what we're doing next week. All right, so you made it this far. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.